Good evening and welcome in to the first ever episode of This Week in High School Sports on KZLX-FM. You can also listen online on KZLXFM.com under the TuneIn app as well as on YouTube. As always, give us a follow on Twitter at X106 underscore sports. You can also follow our new Twitter account that is dedicated solely to the coverage of high school sports at X106 High School 1. I'm your host, Trevor Mater. Joining me is Kramer Sansone. And Kramer, this is something we've talked about all summer, trying to get this into fruition, and uh, we're going to do it. First episode, you ready to go? Yeah, definitely. I'm totally ready to go and stoked. You've been studying uh, all week, all, all summer to... On the high school area teams, making sure you know everything? Yes, I actually have been. I made sure okay. I know the teams that are surrounding the area where, I mean, where KZLX is located at, which is a Northwest Missouri State campus. So. Yep. Northwest Missouri, Southwest Iowa. There's a handful of Iowa schools so we're going to give mm-hmm. a, some attention to, um, mainly the 275 Conference in Northwest Missouri, the Grand River Conference, and the Midland Empire Conferences. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you here today. We're going to take a look at the 275 football scores from Friday night as well as the Grand River Conference and the Midland Empire Conference. We're also going to hear from some coaches. We're going to talk to the head coach of Rockport, Mr. Ross Hastert, here later on. I know Kramer's in Rockport on Friday night for that game. Also, we're going to talk to the head coach of the defending eight-man state champion Worth County Tigers, that being Chris Healy. He was kind enough to join us, so we'll hear from him later on. And the head coach of the Maryville Spoofhounds. They're also a defending state champion. We're going to hear from head coach Matt Webb later on today. So the high school sports season is officially underway. Football season started last Friday night. Volleyball and also other fall sports. I know Missouri plays some fall softball. I'm from Iowa, so I'm not used to the whole fall softball dynamic. Um, Those sports have got rolling here lately. Uh, Early in the week on Monday, Rockport Volleyball, they fell in two sets to Bishop LeBlanc. And then on Tuesday, Maryville Volleyball, they defeated East Buchanan in two sets, 27-25, 25-21. Mound City dropped two sets to West Platte, 25-19, 25-10. And across the, the state line in Bedford, the Bulldogs defeated Essex in two sets but dropped two sets to Riverside. Also in softball play, Maryville dropped a 4-2 decision to Lathrop on Tuesday as well. So, some fall sports going on here in the area, and they'll keep rolling throughout all the fall with volleyball and softball. Is Missouri always played fall softball? Yes, they also they also do golf. Uh, so, like in the, I knew that in the fall as well for uh, for girls. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I I knew they played fall golf. Which I, how late does that season typically go? Like I said, I'm not originally from here. I'm originally from just across the, usually, the state line. It usually ends uh, I think before November. It might dip in before Thanksgiving break. As long as there's no snow on the ground, I think they just play until yeah. till whenever, I guess. I was going to say, you don't want to be golfing in the snow. Definitely with a, a white golf ball, that's, it might make that's it. That's why a, there's neon balls. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, that could potentially happen and yeah, definitely uh, in November or December. Yeah, softball, uh, yeah, it's always been a, a thing here in Missouri to uh, play in the, in the, not the spring, the fall. Yeah, play in the fall. Huh, learn something new every day. Look at some of the one thing I do know a lot about because it travels pretty much any state. High school football and high school football season started on Friday night. That's correct. Uh, it was a it was a great action. There's a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of scoring, a lot of scoring. But we we can expect that. Yeah, and a handful of different games. Uh, we'll just start with some scores from the 275 conference on Friday night. Uh, to me, this was the the best game, at least in the state of Missouri, maybe throughout uh, a little bit of an area here. As Southwest Livingston was able to defeat East Atchison 46-42. to This is a wild back-and-forth game. Several lead changes. I kept following it, and it seemed like every time I heard a score, 
someone else was taking the lead. I don't know how many lead changes there were for sure, but uh, East Atchison looked like maybe they had it put away, and then South Wilmington got on a little bit of run, and they were able to take home the win. But uh, that one just seemed like it was a wild one Friday night. Yeah, that was actually probably been a good one to actually attend to and actually watch all the scoring back and forth. I mean, everybody was on their feet the entire time, so... Yeah, good good win for Southwest Livingston as they go to one and zero on the season. Stewartsville defeated Northwest Nottaway fifty to nothing. It sounds like Northwest Nottaway just had a little bit of trouble getting any offense going there. Stewartsville able to end that game early, and then also Mound City, who many people think is probably the favorite to win the two seventy five conference this year, they pick up the win over Platte Valley by a score of fifty eight to nothing. They jumped out to an early lead, I believe it was thirty eight to nothing at the end of the first quarter, if I remember reading that correctly. Uh, one game that really interests me was Worth County and South Holt, Nottaway Holt. Worth County picked up the 74-28 to win. Defending state champions, but they lost a lot of pieces. We'll hear more about them later at their head coach, Chris Seeley. But South Holt, Nottaway Holt actually scored first in that game. They hung with them for about half a quarter or so, and then Worth County's offense was able to take over, and they get the 74-28 to win. And uh, they're going to be a team that we're definitely going to keep an eye on this year. And then, Kramer, you had the luxury of being in Rockport on Friday night as Rockport picked up the 40-14 to victory over DeKalb. Uh, just kind of what were your takeaways from that game? Uh, for one of my takeaways from that game was DeKalb does not know how to hold onto the ball. There was four fumbles throughout the game, and it seemed like every single time the quarterback had the ball, he would either do a run play, and then he would just drop it and muff it, and then the ball was on the ground. But I honestly thought DeKalb was going to make their way comeback because I think it was 28-14 uh, to 14 before halftime, and... Uh, you just thought that, oh, maybe there's a chance that Rockport maybe not doesn't score again, but they ended up scoring more in the second half, and then final score was 40-14. to that, Their actual throwing game, both sides were not good at all. Yeah, this is a Rockport team that they lost their prolific passer last year in Jace Hughes. They also had a, a wide receiver by the name of Ryan Dewhurst, who is one of the better wide receivers in the state. He's now a red shirt here at Northwest. We expect him to play tight end in the next couple of years. So they've got some pieces to fill, but Joey Heron had a really good game for them on Friday night, 97, yard, 97 yards and a touchdown for them. And actually, we are going to hear from the head football coach at the Rockport Blue Jays. So here is Ross Hastert, kind enough to join us on This Week in High School Sports. Welcome back to this week in high school sports. Time now for a coach's corner. And this one, we're going to stay in the 275 conference and go west to Rockport, where we've got up with the head football coach in Rockport, Ross Hastert. Coach, how's it going today? So good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Just kind of talk about uh, week one. You guys come out and get a home game against the Cab, and you get on the board early, and things just kind of click for you, it looks like. Yeah, you know, we got off to a little bit of a slow start in that game, and, and, and give the Cavs credit, you know, they were bigger than what we thought maybe and a little more athletic, but uh, we had a lot of question marks going into the game that we needed to get answered, and, and I thought we did so. We played a lot better in the second half and got things going a little bit to, to put the game away, but, uh, you know, watching that film, we, we definitely have a lot to improve on as we keep going out the season, and uh, we'll get those things fixed as we keep going. What did you see from your team that, that you really did like, or maybe you guys were a little bit ahead of uh, on Friday night? I, I thought our physicality level was okay. You know, our tackling wasn't awesome, but uh, I thought our physicality was where it needed to be. You know, our offensive and defensive lines did a nice job. Uh, you know, I, I, of course, there's obviously footwork and fundamental things we need to get improved on. But uh, from the physicality coming out week one, uh, I think it's okay. You know, we'll continue to try to get better at it, but uh, – but that was one thing that stuck out for sure. We had some young players that played well, uh, which is always nice to see as well. 
Yeah, you mentioned those young players. Last year was the team that was led by uh, J.U. Brian Dewars. Both those guys now gone. Um, who are some of the guys that we can kind of expect to be filling those voids this year? Yeah, you know, Alex Burke is going to start a quarterback for us. Alex is a junior. Uh, Alex is, uh, I, I would call him a sponge. He's a super intelligent guy. Anything I throw at him, he jumps up uh, and understands it. And sometimes he'll come over to me with some ideas. So that's always nice to have. Uh, you know, Gavin Abbott's back as a senior. Brock Martin's back as a senior. Those guys are tailbacks. Uh, they're going to get a lot of carries. We've got Zach Cross on the offensive line. Caleb Leahy on the offensive line. Uh, and then our two defensive ends, which I'm really excited about, Brett uh, Gaylor and Dalton Stevens. Uh, both those guys got hurt last year, and uh, their seasons were cut short. But they're, they're back with us. They're having a great uh, season so far. I'm excited to see what they can do, uh, staying healthy for a full season. So uh, we got the pieces of the puzzle. We just need to make sure we put them together and do the best we can. Last year, you guys win 9-0. and you, you win the 275 conference title. Uh, what is that kind of the same expectation this year, or what's the expectation with, with the new Pacers? Oh, I think that's the expectation every year, you know. I mean, we, we want to finish on top of the 275 and uh, making sure we're playing uh, very well week in and week out, you know. But uh, with this year's team, we're a little bit younger, uh, not quite as experienced as we have been in the past. So we're going to make sure we're ready each week um, and do the best we can and try to go 1-0 and each week. So, Just kind of look at, looking at the conference in the 275, you know, a lot of people think you guys, Mountain City, East Jackson, will probably be the favorites going in, but also you throw in a team like a Southwest Livingston and a Southwest Nottaway Holt that have had some success in years past. So just kind of what's your outlook on this conference when we get things rolling here? Uh, I think this will be the toughest conference year that has uh, been since we've probably changed conferences. Um, I, I think top to bottom, there's a lot of quality teams in this conference this year. And, you know, a lot of times, a lot, excuse me, last year, a lot of those teams were maybe a year away, and, and now it's this year. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if our conference champion, whoever it may be, has one or two losses in the conference. I, I just think it's competitive up and down. And, uh, yeah, you know, you, Southwest Livingston, not only Old South, Old Mountain City, EA, all those teams, you know, they're poised to make a run. And, and, and I think we, we could be thrown into that category as well. So uh, it's going to be fun, and, and the atmosphere Friday night from 275 ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Looking ahead to this week, you guys will, will take on Platte Valley. You traveled down there. Have you got a chance to, to watch any film on them? And what are you anticipating on Friday night? Yeah, we have. You know, we've we tried to get our kids ready. And, and uh, one thing that sticks out on film is Dalton Luke, uh, number seven for them. He's a good player. He's a junior. Uh, he's a good linebacker. He's a tough running back. You know, and the quarterback is a junior as well. He can throw the ball a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe something that pops out is they're a little bit undersized. Uh, and after those two juniors, they, they may not have a whole lot of experience. But, uh, you know, Sparta is a tough place to play. We had a hard time down there two years ago, uh, you know, taking care of business. So it's going to be important for us to be ready when we go there. And, uh, it's a little bit of a road trip, but not too bad. And uh, So, yeah, you know, they're a good team, and uh, we got to make sure we're correcting our mistakes from week one and get better. Is this going to be another game where the physicality level really has to be there like it was last week for your team? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's something I – you know, I take a lot of pride in trying to get physicality out of our players. You know, I, I think uh, uh, it really benefits us. And if we're playing fast and we're hitting a little bit, that, that, that's a good thing for us. So, uh, yeah, we always preach physicality. And, and that, but with that, we've got to be fundamentally sound. You know, we're not we're not big enough and strong enough just to go shoulder tackle somebody. You know, we got to make sure we're wrapping up and, and doing those things correctly. But, yeah, physicality on the line of scrimmage uh, is very important for our team. When you were a player back in your day, you had the, the luck of, of playing for two legendary head coaches with Coach Kirk Ladd and Harlan and then 
Mel Church, my Northwest Missouri State. Have you tried to kind of instill some of the lessons and things that, that you learned from those guys in your teams in years past? Yeah, you know, it's funny you ask. Those two guys, Coach Turblatt and Coach Churchmark, they're really kind of two different people, both excellent coaches, obviously. Uh, but if I tried to emulate what Coach Black uh, said to me or did to me maybe in high school, uh, I might not have a job too long down here. So, uh, but, but, yeah, as far as him caring for the players and things like that, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and Coach Church was is obviously a legend in Northwest Missouri, and uh, he was a great coach. I could, he just knew he loved you and he wanted you to do well, both on and off the football field. And so, yeah, we try to make sure we preach that. You know, most of our kids, if not all of our kids, aren't going to be playing past the high school level. Uh, we want to make sure we're, we're instilling good values in them, and, and when they leave our program, they can be uh, good students, good good husbands, good fathers someday, and, and, and doing the right thing off the field. So, absolutely, a combination of those two uh, guys. I was very fortunate, like you said, Trevor, to play, with, play for two really, really good coaches, and I'm uh, very thankful for that. Talking to Rockport head football coach Ron Fastard on this week in high school sports. Coach, uh, thank you for your time. Best of luck to you uh, on Friday night and going forward. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, sounds good, Trevor. Thank you. All right, that is Ross Pastor, football coach in Rockport. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports on X106. Welcome back into This Week in High School Sports. Trevor Mater and Kramer Sansone here with you on the show, bringing you everything you need to know about area high school sports. Uh, last segment, we recapped what went on the 275 conference on Friday night. You also heard from Rockport head coach, Ross Hastert is there 1-0 on the season now with the win over DeKalb. Now we will shift our focus to the Grand River Conference and the scores from Friday night there. As I mentioned, Worth County defeated Nottoway Holt 74-28 to in that one after South Holt and Nottoway Holt jumped out to an early lead. Caleb Parman had three touchdowns for Worth County, also had over 170 yards on the ground. Other scores, Stanberry, who many think could be the team to beat in eight-man this year. They went out and took care of business, defeating Bramer 48-2. to King City, North Andrew, these are two teams that everyone thought in the top five in eight-man this year. And King City took it to North Andrew. You don't see that a lot, 40-8. to North Andrew's kind of been a powerhouse, and they've been on the other end of a lot of those wins. But uh, just kind of a dominant performance by King City. See, I remember growing up, North Andrew was a team that's like, yep, they're going to go every single year, win this conference, win everything. And this is actually very shocking that they lost King City 40-8. to eight. I, I, That's, yeah. that's kind of like, not, I'm not well, skeptical and, about it. Plus, it was also at home for North Andrew. In North Andrew, I, from what I've heard from people that are more familiar with the areas, you know, they've graduated a strong senior class, and it could be just a, a tad bit of a down year. But a down year for North Andrew and a down year for a lot of our teams are, are still entirely different. Uh, I know I know one person in this area that's really familiar with the eight-man scene in Missouri still thinks that North Andrews got a legitimate shot of finishing third or fourth in this district. The, the problem for King City, who could be a, a dark horse this year in the GRC, is you know they got North Andrew, they got Stanbury, they got Worth County, all three on the road. I mean, they went out and beat North Andrew on the road this week, but it's going to be tough to do it at Stanbury and Atworth County as well. If uh, King City can win out those games, watch out. Seriously, yeah. watch out. Like, yeah, they, they could be the most underrated team that's performing the well, best on this conference. In the last seven years, the state champion has either been Worth County, Stanbury, or North, North Andrew. So you got to assume that one of those three could walk out the state champion, but as we mentioned, Worth County, they lost a lot. Uh, North Andrew... Maybe a little bit of a rebuild year for them. And then Stanbury, they took care of business. And this is a team that 
like I said, I've heard a lot of people say they're probably the favorite this year, and I have to agree with Cole Durbin and Trey Sheber in the backfield. They returned some guys on the offensive line as well. They're a well-coached team, and they looked really good on Friday nights. Also, Pattonsburg took down St. Joe Christian 68-12, and then Albany defeated Veritas Christian of Kansas by a score of 64-6. to So Worth County, Stanbury, King City, Pattonsburg, and Albany all picked up wins in the Grand River Conference. And as I mentioned, Worth County last year, defending state champion. That was I've seen a lot of high school football in my time, most of it being in Iowa. But uh, that Worth County team last year I saw was one of the most dominant teams I've ever seen. They were that good. So they did lose some key pieces, though, with Tevin Cameron and Ryan McClellan in the backfield. They also got Devin Jackson on the offensive line who graduated. So they've got some pieces to fill, but they looked pretty darn good on Friday night. And we were able to catch up with their head coach, Chris Healy, this week. So now we're going to play that interview with Worth County head coach Chris Healy on This Week in High School Sports. Welcome back into this week in high school sports. Now time for another Coach's Corner. And for today's Coach's Corner, we go to Grant City, where the defending eight-man state football champion, Worth County Tigers, picked up a win in week number one over South Holt and Ottawa Holt. They're looking to repeat this year, and we're joined by their coach, head coach Chris Healy. Coach, how's it going today? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being on. Just kind of talk about last week's win over South Holt, not away holes. Uh, there were maybe some questions about this team this year with the few teams you guys lost, but you went out and you guys put up a lot of points, I believe 74 on Friday night. Yeah, we lost a lot of a lot of key players from last year, I think five or six guys on both sides of the ball. So so we had a lot of spots that we needed to fill, and we saw some good things Friday. I think South Holt and I all came out quick and scored. Scored early, and then we scored a couple times, and they matched our scores. So they were they were matching scores with us those first two first two touchdowns, and then we had to regroup a little bit and had success from there. But we saw a lot of good things from the young guys that that we didn't know how they would how they would respond on Friday nights, and saw a lot of good things from them. Talk about trailing early in that game, like you said. South Holt, not away holes, answered you guys a couple times early on. I know last year, I don't know that you guys really ever got yourself in a situation where you trailed in with maybe a little bit younger team or more inexperienced team. Was it maybe kind of a, a good test? Yeah. I mean, you never know how they're going to respond when South Pole and Ottawa Hill came out and scored on their first drive to go up 6 nothing. So you never know how our guys are going to respond. And so it was good. We can take that as a positive that they're, they're not going to hang their heads and they're going to make the adjustments that are necessary to continue our success and so you can take that as a positive I mean you never want to give up a touchdown and you never want to fumble on the first play of the game but but if you can turn that into a positive it's a good thing. Is there anything you saw from your team on Friday night that you, you really really liked? Um I mean we saw a lot of good things just the, the improvements we made from the Jamboree to week one up front I mean Austin Wells had a much, much better game for us up front Overall, our line played extremely well Friday night with Colton Loomis, Dakota Offert, Isaac Allerton up there. So I was really pleased with the way we played up front on the offensive side of the ball, and that led to over a couple hundred yards rushing and about 10 yards of carry. So I was pleased with that. Defensively, I was pleased with the way our younger and experienced guys made adjustments. I mean, we gave up a couple couple touchdowns early off miscommunication or missed assignments, and they were able to adjust and, and improve uh, in the later part of the game. So. I was pleased with a lot of things for Friday night, but I mean, week one, you got a ton you can improve on throughout the year. 
Yeah, no doubt. And last year, you guys were kind of led by that two-headed monster of Kevin Cameron and Ryan McClellan in the backfield, and then you had some some guys on the offensive line that had some success as well, and you happen to fill those voids this year. Who are some of the guys that we can expect to step up and be hearing their name every Friday night? Um, Friday night and even all the off-season, all the fall practices, Caleb Parman's had a great had a great season for us so far. He's really stepped up into the leadership role, and he's going to take a bulk of the carries, similar to what Kevin Cameron did for us last year. Um, Jacob New is going to be our quarterback. He's not going to be quite the same player as Ryan McClellan, but he has some. He does some things better, does some things maybe not as well. So it's just a different skill set that we're going to have to adjust a little bit. But he's he's done a lot of good things in the offseason. He's going to be ready to step in and be a leader quarterback for us. And then we got a lot of other guys that played last year that are going to be able to take bigger roles. I mean, Isaac Alarcon, Brian McCord, Colton Romas are all guys that – that played for us last year, but they're going to have to step up this year and, and take that next step. You guys defending state champions last year and just really kind of a dominant season all around. And this year, uh, is, there any, is that the expectation, or is there any added pressure this season? Um, I don't know if there's added pressure. I mean, every year you want to go in with achieving the highest possible thing you can. So, I mean, this year, uh, same as last year, we want to – we want to win as many games as we can and improve as much as we can throughout the year. And hopefully hopefully that culminates in a state championship. But, I mean, you got to go week in, week out, keep improving every week. We did that from the January to week one, and we have to keep doing that doing that throughout the year. But these seniors kind of saw what the seniors did last year and saw their leadership and how hard they worked and where it led them. So these guys have followed in their footsteps and, and have taken all the right steps so far to, to get that done. And, Coach, I know I don't have to tell you how tough the, the GRC conference can be uh, with North Andrew and Stanbury and King City blew with an impressive win, win this week. Uh, how, how do you see that conference playing out? Surely it's going to be one where you have to buckle up every week and, and get ready to go. Yeah, the league's just as tough as ever. I mean, every week you got a team that, that's well-coached, well-prepared, and a lot of good athletes. So every week in the GRC you got to come ready to play or, or it's going to be a tough night for you. So. I mean, like you said, King City had a big week one win over North Andrew, who's I think still going to be, you know, in the top of the league. They're still pretty talented once they get once they get the ball rolling. And then Stanbury is, you know, one of the best teams in the state as far as that goes. They got a lot of skill guys back back. And then, you know, top to bottom, Pattonsburg, much improved team this year, I think. And then a lot of a lot of other faces. So every week this league's tough, and you got to be prepared. Looking ahead to this week for you guys, kind of an interesting matchup. You guys going to go across the state lines into Iowa and take on a Bedford Bulldog team that's coming off of a tough loss last week. Uh, is this the first time you guys have played a, in Iowa school, or I, I can't think that far back to the very Iowa matchup? Yes, this is, as far as I know, this is the first time we face an Iowa school. Coach Ambrose called me last last winter, last spring, saying Iowa was opening up the possibility of crossing state lines, and and thought this might be a good matchup for our kids, our community. You know, geographically, we're 35 minutes away, but we've never played each other. So it'll be a fun matchup. And, you know, we don't have a lot of film on them. We've seen them one game, and we don't know really anything about them in the past. So it's going to be learning on the fly as far as that goes. But we're excited to go up to Bedford, and hopefully the two communities can come support the game, and hopefully it'll be a fun one. Yeah, it should definitely be a fun one on Friday night as the Worth County Siders will travel to Bedford to take on the Bulldogs. We're talking with Worth County head coach Chris Healy. 
Coach, uh, thank you for your time here today, and best of luck to you here Friday night in Bedford and the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, that is Chris Healy, head coach of the Worth County Tigers, joining us on This Week in High School Sports. We're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to This Week in High School Sports. I'm Kramer Sansone and joined by the host of this, Trevor Mater, over there. So, yes, uh, taking a look around the MEC action for last Friday night, Blair Oaks defeated Maryville 38-35. to Maryville was down at 19-0 to at one point, but did rally back to get the score to 21-19, but still ended up losing 38-35. to Within the final minutes of the game, they did get a score a touchdown, but uh, on the onside kick, uh, they didn't recover it. So, uh, and the, of course, the clock got ran out. So, tough loss for Maryville. Uh, Winnetonka beat Benton 34-20. Putnam County defeated Bishop LeBlanc 26-12. Cameron won for the first time since 2015 as they defeated Kinsey Northeastern 32-22. to uh, Marshall defeated Chillicothe 16-0. Lafayette defeated Clinton 48-0 and under the new head coach of Eric McDowell. Grand Valley defeated Savannah 34-6. And Odessa defeated St. Pius 48 48- yeah, and I apologize for that. I just realized I did not have the score. I believe it was 48 to 8, I believe, was the eight. final. But uh, so there's your winners from the Midland Empire Conference on Friday night. And when I look at that and you look at the, Imp- the Midland Empire Conference teams, the only two teams that picked up wins from that conference on Friday night are, are Lafayette and Cameron, a team that hadn't won a game since 2015. So good to see you for Cameron. They're able to get the win over Kansas City Northeast, and you got to think it gives them some confidence as well. When you go that long without winning a game, a lot of the game is about confidence, and, and once you get a win, you no longer have to hear about how you haven't won a game in so long. So I think it's possible maybe we see them peel off one or two more by the end of the season. I'm hoping they at least, yeah, of course, win one or two more games. So it's that the positive step and to see this uh, this program could grow it potentially honestly be a powerhouse within a few years or who knows 10 years who knows it was the first game maybe this could be the start of something new as Cameron steps up yeah and this is a program that they just haven't been able to find that consistency but they're able to find enough consistency on Friday night and they'll try to make it two in a row this upcoming Friday uh, the Blair Oaks Maryville game that game was played down at William Jewell College in Liberty Missouri it was a rematch of a state semifinal although coach Matt Webb will tell you this wasn't quite the same Blair Oaks team that we saw last year. A lot of different changes from that team. And Murrayville came out, and Blair Oaks was just firing on all cylinders right away. Like you said, jumped out to a 19 nothing lead. Murrayville took the lead on a, if I remember correctly, it was a strip fumble, recovered and returned for a touchdown. Then they got back down to 10-0 hole, and they had an opportunity late in the game, but couldn't capitalize. And this is a Murrayville team. They do return some really good pieces with Tyler Houchin and Eli Dallas in the backfield, but... You, uh, you lose your quarterback, Will Walker. His younger brother steps up. He's now the starting quarterback. Also on the, the defensive side, they did lose Jalen Sundell, who's now playing collegiately in North Dakota State. So some pieces to fill, but just from the way Coach Matt Webb talked, they're confident going forward, and they just try to take it one game at a time. This is a really, really good Blair Oaks team, but the the tough thing for them is now they've got a really, really good Harrisonville team, a, a team that has been a Class 4 powerhouse for many, many years, but... They do get them at home, and they've won 52 in a row in the Houndbound. See, I've had the privilege to actually coach baseball for Eli and uh, Houchin. So I, I know their talent from when they were freshmen. So it's actually pretty pretty awesome seeing how they're pretty much the, the top, I wouldn't say top guys, of course everybody on the team is a top guy, 
to pretty much perform at a high level every single week. But I'm hoping Maryville gets gets in the win column this coming Friday, but we can see. Yeah, and they'll begin conference play the, the week after. But talk about a tough non-conference schedule when you've got Blair Oaks, who you met in the state semifinal last year, and then you've got Harrisonville, who, as Coach Webb said, they're, uh, they've won almost as many championships the last handful of years as Maryville. So, of course, you can hear that game on X106. Ryan Elliott and Jacob Blair will be on the call for the first spoof out broadcast that we have had in a handful of years and i'm sure they are ready to go for that one and the hound pound's always an interesting place like i said 52 wins in a row you have to go back quite some time to the last time they won there and it you got to think that that does maybe give them a little bit of an edge but this is a really good harrisonville team yeah we'll just see what happens on uh well on this friday yeah that is going to be an exciting one before that break though um, i want to go to lafayette again since uh, Lafayette surprise scored 48 as uh, Diego Bernard was the quarterback last year, and he is an, he is an, a Bearcat now playing basketball for us. But we'll, it's good to see Lafayette win with the new quarterback. Yeah, and I believe we have a new coach as well That's down true. there. Eric McDowell, yes. So some changes some changes in the in the Midland Empire Conference this season, and that'll be interesting to see how everything plays out there. Um, as I mentioned, we talked to the head coach of the Spoofhound football team, Matt Webb, Earlier this week, he was kind enough to join us, and now we are going to play that interview with Maryville head football coach Matt Webb on This Week in High School Sports. Welcome back into This Week in High School Sports on KZLX 106.7 LP Maryville. Now we're going to go just down the street to Maryville, where we're going to talk to the head football coach of the Maryville Two Pounds, Matt Webb. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, just talk about uh, last week. You guys go down to Williams School. You take on Blair Oaks, an opponent that you guys were familiar with. And I know it didn't end the way you guys wanted it to, but uh, what positives do you take away from last week's game? Well, I think, you you know, you, you realize that it's uh, week one, and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I know we're familiar with them from playing in the semifinals. Um, however, they have a, a new coaching staff uh, this season. They changed coaching staffs, and so they're running a few uh, schemes that, you know, obviously we had to prepare for because we hadn't seen them. And, um, you know, when that, when that happens early, we had a, we have some difficult time, you know, getting stops early and you, know, you don't want to go down on the team. Uh, quality opponent, 19 nothing. Um, you know, we, so we, we just, we didn't execute well early, um, you know, on both sides of the ball and, uh, fell behind 19 nothing. And then, you know, once we were able to get a score on offense and get the time to kind of get some of those scheme questions answered and fixed defensively, you know, we were able to come back, and, and I was proud of you. We know, came back from 19 down, and actually in the third quarter went up 21-19, and um, some really good, you know, things came out of that. And then um, we just we just weren't able to sustain it in the third and fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, those things that, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, in good teams make the most improvement between week one and week two and, and because you've got some quality film, you get some good opponents, and um, you get a lot of things to fix. So, uh, there'll be some things to fix this week. Looking forward to our uh, week two at home. Talk about the the transition from week one to week two. I know last year you guys had a loss early on in the season. There were maybe some people that thought this would, would be a down year and that you guys answered by winning a state championship. Does, does the way last year started out maybe make you not, not fret or panic as much as maybe you might have in years no. past? No, that doesn't have anything to do with it. And, you know, it our, every year is different. You know, we, we don't. Talked about last year's state championship. Yeah, that was great, but that was a different team a long time ago. Um, you know, we've got to fix ourselves this year. And then the way you do that is, is you focus on the details and you look at 
what we call, you know, taking care of the process, which means we got to tackle better on defense. We've got to communicate better. We've got to get ourselves in the right spots to, to get stops defensively and then get in the right coverages and the right fronts and uh, different things like that. It's, 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 it's the X's and O's, and it's, it's, it's getting our kids in the right positions to make plays. You know, last year's last year. At any time, you get a loss. That's not what you want. But what happens is, what do you do after that loss? That's that's what's most important. And that's just like life. Anything else, you're going to have setbacks. But how do you respond to it? <clears throat> and um, you know, we'll we'll focus on that this week. But we don't talk about last year's state championship run that was in the past, and we're on to 2018. You mentioned a new year and a new team, but a couple of the guys that are back from last year's team, uh, Eli Dallas and Tyler Austin, should we expect the same from them this year that we saw last year? Yes, those guys are good players. Uh, expect them to, you know, do things just like everybody else on the team. Some uh, new faces this year as well. Who are going to be some of those guys that we can expect to be hearing their names and maybe we have a game in years past? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Will Walker graduated a quarterback last year as a senior. Um, our starting quarterback here right now is Ben Walker. He's a sophomore. And, um, that's Will's little brother. Um, did, you know, had a lot of first-game stuff that, um, you know, did some things really well. Um, hit some nice passes and things like that. But there's a lot of improvement um, that that quarterback position needs to make. Um, obviously, other guys on our on the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, we graduated two seniors in our and Jalen Sundell and Jacob Search and then, you know, Jackson Sanders, some of those guys that, you know, we really pride ourselves on the line of scrimmage, you know, to follow Maryville football, you gotta know that we're gonna run the football, make people, you know, defend the, the line of scrimmage. And so, uh, a lot of new names up there with, um, you know, Jeff Stooksbury, um, Logan Walker's back this year off of injury last year. He's our starting center. Um, you know, in, in different guys filling roles as they grow up in the program, whether that's Talon Nolan, Jacob Davenport, uh, you know, different things. And on the defensive side, you know, we've got some guys that, are, again, have, have, have gotten older in the program and then playing a lot more. Mark Gustafson, um, he is just a sophomore, but doing really did, did a really good job the other night. He'll be getting in, you know, some, some more meaningful action, I guess, with the varsity and, um, you know, just different guys across the board when you, when you think about the line of scrimmage. And you're looking at the, the Midland Empire Conference this year. I believe there are only two teams in that conference that picked up wins on Friday night. So what's your outlook on this conference? We wouldn't begin conference play here soon. Uh, right now, my outlook is solely based on a very good Harrisonville team. You know, we'll get to the MEC play when we get there. But, um, you know, the early season, you know, I don't really look much into that. I think everybody's going to look much much into our loss against the Oaks. You know, I mean, we're focusing on ourselves. And, you know, I think the MEC is a great conference. Obviously, you know, we've got some coaching staff turnover. If you follow it and you do your research, you can realize there's some new coaches at Lafayette. Uh, there's new, you know, new coaches at, at Benton. You know, there's, there's different schemes that we'll have to face when we get to them. But, um, you know, right now we're focused on Harrisonville. And talk about that, uh, matchup with Harrisonville this Friday at home. Uh, they're a, a class four team, but that's projected years past. And uh, are you just saying it's going to be a, a tough battle? Yeah, I anticipate every game is going to be a tough battle. You know, obviously Harrisonville's a, a power, uh, you know, a class four powerhouse is what they are. They, you know, if you look at their records since 2012, you know, we've had state championships, they've had state championships. You know, they faced some very difficult teams in class four in the playoffs in Webb City that, that put them out in the quarterfinals. Um, you know, they've got a great tradition. Uh, Maryville has never beaten Harrisonville. Uh, you look at years past, back in 2004 and Things like that, where they were class three, we've run up against them, but Maryville's never beat them. So, 
we've got a tall task. You know, Chris Maxwell does a great job. It's a very uh, good tradition. Um, you know, a class four powerhouse that we're fortunate enough to play at home this year. You talk about the, the getting to play at home. It, it seems like I, what is, have you guys been able to pinpoint what it is that gives you guys the advantage at home? I mean, it's, it's been a while since you guys have, have had a loss on your home turf. Yeah, you know, I think if, if you look in the you know the books and records and stuff like that, you'll be able to look and we've got a 52 game home win streak, and you know, we're very proud of that. But I think what happens is. You know, there's not any different, you know, we don't do anything different at home except we've got great fans. Uh, the kids are very comfortable in that environment. And, uh, you know, we, we, we typically, you know, play very well at home. So, um, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into it before we can talk, talk about it in, you know, in, in a simple, you know, radio interview. But, uh, it's home field advantage. You know, Maryville's a special place where you're talking Northwest Bearcats and you're talking street town football. Those home fields are something that we've got to, you know, protect. So. Indeed they are, and that is Matt Webb, head football coach of the Maryville Smithdowns. They'll take on Harrisonville on Friday night. Uh, coach, thank you for your time, and best of luck uh, against Harrisonville on Friday. Thank you. Talk to you down the road. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yep, that is Matt Webb, head coach of Maryville. We'll be right back here on KZLX LPS in Maryville. Welcome back into this week in high school sports on KZLX FM. You can also listen online at KZLXFM.com. As always, give us a follow on Twitter at X106 underscore sports and follow our high school sports coverage on Twitter at X106 High School 1. Trevor Mater, Kramer Sansone here with you today, wrapping things up as we are not far away from the kickoff to Maryville, Harrisonville, down at the Hound Pound. Ryan Elliott and Jacob Blair will have the call with you here. In just a matter of minutes, you just heard from the head football coach at Maryville, Coach Matt Webb, as they're looking to even their record at 1-1 one and one, as they will take on a very tough Harrisonville squad. But now it's time to look ahead to this Friday night. If you're on your way to a game or you're listening online, um, of course you want to know what's going on in the rest of the, the football world in northwest Missouri. So, Kramer, what's going on? So in the 275 conference, the schedule for for though pretty much this week, Rockport will take on Platte Valley, who Rockport is 1-0, and Platte Valley is 0-1. So let's see if Platte Valley can get to their first win. Stewartsville's uh, taking on Mound City, as they both are 1-0. So let's see who can win that. I'll actually be covering the each East Atchison and Northwest Nottaway, as they both are winless on the season. South Holt, Nottaway, Holt uh, is 0-1, and they're taking on Southwest. Livingston, who's 1-0, see if South Holt, Nottaway, Holt can get the first win of the season. And Chill Howie versus Decab, who are both 0-1 on the season. See who can get their first win of the season as well on later on tonight. See who finds out. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. A handful of teams in the 275 conference. I count one, two, three, four, five of them looking for their first win as well as Chill Howie. Moving on to the Grand River Conference. Stanbury and Albany, they will battle tonight in Albany. Both teams 1-0 looking to improve to 2-0 on the season. King City picked up the impressive win last week over North Andrew. They will host Northwest Hughesville tonight. Worth County will travel just across the state lines into the good old town of Bedford as they will take on the Bulldogs. Worth County 1-0 on the season after the win over South Holt. Not only Holt last week, Bedford dropped a 50-7 decision to a really good Cumberland Anita Messina team. North Andrew, they're 0-1 on the season. You don't get to say that very often. They will travel to St. Joe Christian as they take on St. Joe Christian, they're looking to get their first win of the season as well. And Pattonsburg will travel to Bramer. Pattonsburg 1-0 in the season. Bramer 
One score we did forget to mention from last week, the in up across the state lines in Iowa, Clorinda picked up the win in the Page County Super Bowl over Shenandoah by a score of 37-19. The Cardinals are 1-0 on the season. They will host the Red Oak Tigers, who are 0-1 on the season. And going back across the, to the Show Me State, to the Midland Empire Conference this week, Savannah, they're 0-1. They will travel to Pleasant Hill, who's 1-0. 0-1, St. Pius X will take on St. Michael, the Archangel, who's also 0-1. Center will take on Lafayette. Lafayette, one of the only two MEC teams to pick up a win last week. They're going to try to make it 2-0. 0-1, Benton will travel to 1-0, Excelsior Springs. 0-1, Jill Coffey will travel to 0-1, Kirksville. And in a game you can hear momentarily on X106, 0-1, Harrisonville will take on the also 0-1, Maryville Spoofhounds from the Hound Pound. Ryan Elliott and Jacob Blair are there and ready to go. Cameron, 1-0 for the first time since at least 2015. They will take on an 0-1 Kansas City East team, so a possibility for Cameron to start off the season 2-0. East Buchanan is 1-0. They will travel to 0-1 Bishop LeBlanc. So there you go. By my count, eight games on the schedule in the Middle Empire Conference. And also you've got five in the GRC and five in the 275, so we will be busy keeping up with everything going on in those respective conferences. And when we look at the schedule, Kramer, uh, a lot of games kind of early, so it's tough to get a great read of teams other than obviously you know Maryville's going to get their problems fixed, Worth County's going to be really good, Stanbury's going to be really good, North Andrew will get their problems fixed, but uh, still a lot of questions. What game are you the most excited for this week? Uh, I'm ready for the, the. I'm most excited for for the games coming up later on here on X106. Uh, Maryville versus Harrisonville. Maryville, they have a lot to prove. I mean, they lost the game last week, so you know they're hungry and it's they're at home, so you know they're going to put on a performance tonight for the fans and for the community in Maryville. So, Spoo Founds, let's see if they can win tonight against Harrisonville. Yeah, I know Coach Matt Webb expects them to be really physical tonight, and he expects it to be a battle, and I don't blame him. It, it should be a really, really good game, and definitely one you want to tune into, because that will be going on here in a little bit. For me, I'm going to go to the eight-man game, and just across the state lines to the, the wonderful town of Bedford, Iowa, Worth County traveling to Bedford tonight. Like I said earlier, this is a Worth County team that they've kind of got a little bit of a tradition there. They're not quite on the same level, I think, with tradition as a North Andrew or a Stanbury, but they've had some really good teams in the years past. Last year's team was incredibly good. They lost a lot of pieces, but they came out. They put up a lot of points last week. They showed a lot of good things. They've showed a lot of good things all offseason, according to their coach, Chris Healy. And they get a Bedford team who has some offensive weapons that are really fun to watch. With Col- with Cooper Nally at quarterback, Brennan Seifert at wide receiver, he didn't pan out last week against a really good Cumberland Anita Messina team. They lost 50-7. to But I've never seen an Iowa against Missouri matchup. This is the first time in a long time the Iowa High School Athletic Association has allowed for schools to play other schools from out of state. And talking with Coach Healy, who's also the athletic director there, he said it was kind of a no-brainer for them. They're only 30 miles away from Bedford. It was a chance to see a different team. It wasn't a far drive. And they're they're an, a team that he feels probably isn't too far off from their level or maybe even at their level. So that is going to be an interesting one. I think there will be a ton of points in that one. Uh, that would be awesome if there was a ton of points. I do like the fact that can be a Missouri team taking on an Iowa team to see which uh, which side's better. I like that. Yeah, I'm a well, Missouri native, and I'm here. and I'm an Iowa native, so so let's uh, let's go Missouri. Yeah, I'll, I'll I won't say anything. I don't I don't want to I don't want to step on any toes or anything. I know you're going to be in Burlington Junction tonight. Um, this show is pre-recorded, so Kramer doesn't have a speed or anything. Uh, East Atchison at Northwest Nottaway. 
That one is going to be an interesting one to me because Northwest not away a team that kind of struggled getting the offense going last week. East Atchison, they had no trouble getting the offense going. Unfortunately, the defense couldn't come up with a stop. So uh, what, are you, what are you anticipating tonight? Um, I'm anticipating East, East Atchison to probably take the win over Northwest Nottaway. I know East Atchison is not a bad team, per se. Yeah, well, this is an East Atchison team that a lot of people think has an outside shot, outside shot of winning the 275. The common consensus is that Mound City is a favorite, and then it's kind of, you know, Rockport and East Atchison are right there, but they definitely kind of got off to a sluggish start last week. See, I'm wearing more of the eight-man games, so... It's going to be very interesting for me to understand what's going on throughout the conference. And if East Atchison wins this and Northwest Nottoway doesn't, I mean, I'll figure out who's going to be the better team when I get there. There you go. I, I like the expertise right there. So when you, when you look at that, like I said, Mound City, based on the people I've talked to that are, I, I don't know that I want to call them an expert, but that really, really know Missouri 8-man football and have covered the sport for a long time. Mound City's a favorite. They returned Dylan Mars, a quarterback, also some key pieces on their offense as well, returning Rockport. They had a lot to fill, but they went out and they played pretty solid against DeKalb. East Atchison, they re- they return their leading rusher in Bryson Bywater. They also return a couple of other key offensive players. So they got they got behind the eight ball early on, but they're able to pick up. Maybe they can pick up the win on Friday night and even it up and see what they can do down the road. In the GRC, Stanbury, Worth County, King City, I'm really interested what they can do as they got Northwest Hughesville. Maybe they can go to 2-0. and But we're going to be keeping an eye on all of this this season each and every week. But just real quick, I wanted to run through the uh, the fine folks at Straight Up Sports, also known as former X106 Sports Director Devin Albertson. Devin is, I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's an expert when it comes to Missouri Man football, but he definitely knows his stuff. And he has compiled a, a ranking, so to speak, of them. And we'll just run through these real quick. He's got Stanbury 1, Worth County 2, King City 3, Mound City 4, Pattonsburg 5, Southwest Livingston 6, Rockport 7, North Andrew 8, East Natchez 9, South Holt, Nottoway Holt 10. The only surprise I saw was, was Rockport moved down one after a win. Also, Southwest Livingston had a really good win over East Atchison, so that could have been kind of the flip-flop there. I'm, I know, like you said, you're still kind of learning this, but when you look at these rankings, what do you think? Um, I, I, from watching Rockport play, uh, if I mean if they keep playing like well and like but they score more points, I can see them not as a seven, possibly a three, four. Because I mean, apparently, Mount City is supposed to be the best in this conference, but since Stanbury won last week, I don't know. I'm yeah. still I'm still learning. I, I'll have more next week and understand a little bit better. I think the top three is probably Stanbury, Worth County, Mound City, or King City. It just depends how you flip them, how the season pans out. And then Mound City is on the outside looking in, I think. The 275 just hasn't had the success in years past against the GRC. But uh, I just found it was really interesting that Devin was able to compile those rankings. And It's just odd to see North Andrew at eight. It is. And in this and it's odd to say they're going to have a down year win. A down year for them could be 7-3 and three and finishing third in the district and making a state semifinal. I mean, it's really not that far-fetched. But uh, I think that's pretty much all we got for this week is we're going to wrap things up. We're going to throw you down to the Hound Pound here tonight as you can listen to that. Harrisonville, Class 4 powers in town to take on the defending Class 3 state champion Maryville Spoof Hounds, both teams eyeing their first win of the season. You can hear that game on X106 with Ryan Elliott and Jacob Blair as we'll throw it to them. Until then, for this week in high school sports, for Kramer Sansone, I'm Trevor Mater on X106.